episode of the HNIC show, aka Kendra Crump. So let's respect on my name. Uh, oh. She actually has helped me uh, um, do like because she's worked in um, the at-risk school systems and she's taught me um, different things on how to you know help with the kids and everything else like that. Um, so I what I try to do with you know every school every class setting I say hey what's that you want to be when you get older blase woo and then I tell them about you know going after their dreams and I even encourage them I say hey the ones who want to be uh, you know what's so crazy? I don't have a lot of people who say they want to be rappers. I have more people who want to say, hey, you know, police officers. Um, I had someone who told me they want to be an illustrator. They were in second grade. I said, oh, wow, okay, um, which is actually amazing. Um, but I had this, this particular kid I'm talking about. When I asked him, I said, what is it that you want to be when you get older? He says, I, he says he wants to go to jail. And I said, okay, I wasn't thinking that he was thinking about an inmate. So I asked him, I said, so you want to be a warden? Do you want to be a correctional officer or the inmate? He's like, I want to be the inmate. And I said, so we had an officer at this point come in and talk with the kids. And I said, you know, he asked him why. He says, because I hate school and I feel like jail would be a lot better than actually going to school. You know, it, it'll be, it'll be, you know, I'll enjoy my time there. And it was just like, and we realized that he needs some type of therapy, but for him to actually say that, I didn't even think that nobody, a kid was going to ever say that. You know, I didn't, I didn't even think any, you know, for him to actually think that, just to think that, but I said, man, huh. go ahead. You surprised how many young men think that going to jail or having a criminal record is a flex. They actually think that's something cool because they see a lot of the guys that they grew up under, who they thought was cool, who had clout and status. And they've committed crimes. They've done jail time. And they think that's okay. Their favorite rapper raps about getting locked up, raps about committing crimes, selling drugs, doing this and the third. And they think that shit is cool. I can tell you, from me being on both sides of the law, once as a criminal and now as a cop, ain't nothing cool about it. Ain't nothing pleasurable. Jail fucking sucks. Oh, jail is the worst, bro. I got a once Wait, ago, hold on, J James. Hold on, real, hold on, real quick, pound up, James. Did you, did you, did, were you before getting enlisted? Did you uh, go to jail as well, or did you have to visit family members in jail? I had a cousin locked up. He got convicted for uh, um, 
word I'm looking for. He got convicted. Okay. He, got, he got convicted in Michigan and got sent to Florida. He was in federal prison. I forgot what okay. And me and my mother went to go visit him. And I didn't, she didn't know that in order to visit somebody in the federal prison, your name has to be on that list. So yep. we went there. Her name's on the list, but mine is, they would not let me in. Mind you, I'm like freaking 14, 15. I'm a kid. But they would, they was not playing that. I got arrested before I joined the military. I got arrested twice. I got put on federal probation, which was the worst thing I've ever done. I never want to do that again. What, what's, what's federal? Um, what's what's the difference? What is what is? I didn't know that there was a. Difference. Yeah, well, basically for federal probation, he was like, you know, you can't drink, you can't, you know, he piss test me. He literally had to watch me piss in the cup. Like he literally was watching me. It wasn't no stand outside. He watched me. He said, if you get, if you messed up, and I have to arrest you, you're going to do the whatever the time was for whatever the case was. And he was like, if we can send you anywhere in America. It does not matter where we're going to send you. You might end up in Alaska somewhere in a federal prison. And I was all right. And so I got that taken care of. Um, I got arrested again for perjury and contempt because of a fight I saw. And if it wasn't for the people that actually got in the fight coming back and telling, hey, we were the ones that did it, I would have got, they would have convicted me for that. Hold on, wait, 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 hold on, you got, wait, wait, you saw a fight and somehow you get... So I, I was, I wasn't in the fight, but I was in the vicinity of the fight and I saw everything that happened. I tried to, you know, I lied for him, I held stuff back, of course I wasn't, you know, I didn't want to snitch on him. And they were like, you know, we're just going to go and arrest you, we're charge you with perjury, because the neighbors had saw, they talked to them, told them everything that happened. It literally happened in the cul-de-sac of my, uh, the neighborhood I, I lived in, and... They arrested me. I ended up getting locked up. We all got locked up. They let us out. I had to show up to court. Cop vouched for us. I met a good kid just in a bad situation. Ended up getting dropped, all that. Uh And then I recently got arrested for something stupid. I got into an accident. Gave gave me a ticket. Forgot to pay the ticket. Because I ended up getting in two more accidents. Like, within five days of getting the first accident, I got in two more accidents. It wasn't my fault. So I had to deal with that. Forgot about the ticket. Forgot about the court date. End up, you know, failure to appear. They put a bench warrant out for my arrest and all that. Went out the night before. Um, cop drove by me, didn't pull me over. That Sunday, I went to take my boys to get their hair cut. I was going to barbecue. I drove past the Walmart. I was like, I should stop there. But I was like, man, it's a public up here. I can get the charcoal mayors close to the house. Go to that Publix, pull out, getting ready to go through the light. The lights, the cop is in the turner lane, getting ready to go left. Runs, I guess he ran my place. Shows up that, you know, his bench worn out, ends up arresting me. I spent 48 hours in jail and I was like, I don't never want to do this shit ever again. I was like, I don't know how, I don't know why people find it, glorify this shit, think it's cool. It's not. I got at four. Around 4.35 in the afternoon, I didn't get in process till like 1 in the morning. And then I saw this 19-year-old kid come in. Everybody that was in there at the first, you know, they're older guys. You know, we in there for a little petty stuff. I don't know what the 19-year-old was in there for, but clearly it was something even worse. He get in there. First thing he do, he get on the phone. He call everybody and their mama on that phone. 
he on that phone. Then he get the beating on the glass, man. The officer comes, he's like, man, what do you want? He's like, man, y'all gonna tell me what I'm here for? He's like, you gonna tell us your name? He's like, no, I ain't gonna tell you my name. So they close the door, he get the beating on the glass again. They take him out, they move him. When I'm getting in process, the cop is coming to get him to take him to um Cobb County Jail because they end up finding out that he had more arrest warrants in other counties. But hey, wait, let me, let, me, let me say for the ones who don't know Cobb, so out here in Georgia, there's some jails that you just do not want to go to. Yeah, Wright Cobb Street, Fulton, Fulton County, Wright Street, Cobb County, you don't want to get locked up in Cobb County, Doug, uh, Douglas County... I think is 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 another one. It's pretty bad. Clay, Clayton County, horrible. Just want to put that out there for the ones who don't know anything about like Atlanta and the surrounding areas. Go ahead, Jay. In none of them shits. Well, I told the dude, the cop that arrested him, Richard Reston came and got me. He was like, "Man, had you just not ran, I was going to write you a citation because you weren't the one driving or whatever they had what was going on." But he's like, "You ran, so I had you know, I had to chase you, and I kept you." And then they find out he had all them wrestle warrants, so he ended up going to Cobb uh, Cob Jail. But I fucking had to, I couldn't see the judge until that Monday evening at like 7 p.m. I didn't end up getting released till like 1, 2 in the morning. So my wife had to be, had to wait outside in the truck for me to get, you know, get out. Had to meet an officer in the middle of the parking lot at the police station to give him the money order for the um for my bond then the next day i had already missed two days of work get out gotta pay damn near four five hundred more dollars for the ticket the failure to appear get my license reinstated get my registrations fixed because it had lapsed because we had got dropped by insurance for the accidents mm-hmm. so all of that to say i was like that that little stuff right there cost me damn near over two thousand dollars so i can only imagine what these kids who are doing all this other dumb stuff gotta pay for when they get out and it's just not worth it i don't be understanding why these kids think that going to jail is such a cool thing and then when you get in there you like man this shit ain't worth it then now you want to get out because you and you in there with some some folks who really don't care because that 19 year old i was like you gotta come back here a couple more times or you just ain't gonna make it because he, he he enjoyed that. I could tell in his face that he enjoyed where he was at. Everybody else in there, we got time. We done been through all bunch of bullshit on the outside world. And nothing is more precious than your goddamn freedom. Mm-hmm. I can tell you. And I, that moment, sitting there, just sitting there holding sick. Not being able to walk out, got to ask somebody to use the bathroom. They give you that nasty fucking food. That's cold because it ain't no fucking be gonna serve you first. Everybody gets served at once. So you gotta wait till all the food is done. Then to change out, go into that pod with a whole bunch of other dudes. And I'm like, niggas really like coming to this shit? And I wasn't even in my pod. It was just me and three, three, three or four other people. So and everybody's older, so everybody cool. But the pod that was when you first walked in, Boy, that right there, I told my wife, I was like, if I would have got put in that pot right there, I would have got into it with somebody because they was trying everybody. And they let this little, this little scrawny motherfucker came in. He could have been no more than five to maybe 130 pounds soaking wet. And they put him in that pot. I said, boy, I said a prayer for that boy. I said, boy, they going to get you. <laughs> Somebody going to try you, boy. Because he was just so goddamn small. 
And then you don't know, you ain't got a sense of time because there's no clocks around until you get nope. your rank. You, you, so there's no clocks in there? Hell no. No. Oh. no. Hell no. Then they give you these little thin ass mattresses to sleep on. Probably got bed bugs. The dude that the dude that got in the pod with me, he got a sweater. When I tell you, this dude had to be like six three. His sweater came up down to his to damn near to his elbows because they gave him the smallest fucking sweater they could find. <laughs> his blanket had looked like somebody had took a knife and just cut it all up. They give you this little ass toothbrush that you can barely hold with a with a packet of uh, toothpaste like it's ketchup and. The, the water in the cooler had bugs in it. I'm like, mm. nothing about this. The water in the cooler I come had bugs in it. When I was signing out, I looked at that officer and I said, look, it ain't nothing against y'all, but I pray to God I'd never see y'all faces again. She said, that's the right hand attitude you want to have, baby. I said, you're right. And I said, I ain't never going to miss another court date or never forget to pay another goddamn ticket. <laughs> that was the worst goddamn 48 hours of my life. So I can only imagine... What it's like to actually be in jail. And they was telling about Cobb County. It's like, man, folks don't get toilet paper. They don't, get, they don't get a lot of stuff. They was missing out on meals and stuff like that. I'm like, man, you had the will of them officers. And however, whatever type of officer you get, that's what you get. The guy had that improv. He was cool. He was like, man, I understand. He said his son was actually going through stuff. So he tried to show empathy, you know, to the officers. I mean, to the um, people that they bring in. But of course you got, you know, people like that 19 year old kid, he come in, he kid, and then he just ruined it for everybody because not the cop got an attitude. And... <sighs> I say all that to say this, I don't never want to go to jail. I, I have no problem being an upstanding citizen. <laughs> At all. It's nothing wrong. It's not. It's nothing um, wrong. And I don't. I don't. I don't understand why the kids. You know, I. I get it because you know I know a lot of us come from bad neighborhoods, broken families. You know, single mother households, and you just. I could have easily went the wrong way because my mom was in the military, so she was never home a lot. She was either at work. You know, you had the needs of the army, so I could easily. I easily could go anywhere I wanted to. As long as I checked in, hey, I'm here. She's like, okay, cool. I can tell I'm here and I'm all the way somewhere else doing whatever I, I want to do. But you just, you see, I've seen a lot of friends lose friends from the streets. I see a lot of them lose their, their life to prison. And it's like, nothing about that is appealing. It, it don't matter if it's fast money, you just like the thrill, whatever it is, it's, it's not worth it at all. Not even a little bit. Don't stand on that shit. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Hey, I can take off the rip. I'm gonna tell y'all. I'm gonna tell y'all something as well. Uh, when I asked him about, like, does he have any any of his favorite, you know, does, does he know anybody personally who actually's gone to jail, even including some rappers that made him think it was appealing? He said, my uh, father's stepdad went to jail. That's he said. That's it. But I'm like, bro, come on now. We know you ain't gonna be fit for it. I'm like, bro, you just really need some type of therapy. Because if you say like beyond scary straight, that that was a that, that was a show I used to like uh, watching. Because I'm like, bro, this is real. I know I can't listen, man. I, I will not survive my first day. 
I'm not, I know, I cannot survive. I'm already gonna be somebody's bitch when I get there. I already know this. I'm gonna be too much of a punk. Scam straight is they scared the kids who really wasn't into that that type of lifestyle. The kids that really wasn't that you they wouldn't they wouldn't budge on that. They 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 were ready to challenge the inmates in that. But then again, you also have correctional officers. You know they gonna protect you if it comes down to it. Yeah. But those kids that you're talking about, they had no choice because you out here playing hard in these streets. Mm-hmm. And you that program, and you go in that jail, and you bitch up. Now your whole set done saw that on TV. Mm-hmm. You, you can't go back to that block repping this and repping that. That's exactly. You got that facade going now. You got to stand on everything you said you was about. Uh-huh. You say you GD. You say you fucking crip blood, whatever. It is. You got to stand on that dog, cause you get punked in jail. You, on that program, you're not going back to your block back there. Like, oh man, you bitched up when you went in there. They might just kill you. Yeah. yeah I mean, they kill. They kill each other for less. Yeah. I actually saw one 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 thing I saw um, out here in the Fulton County Jail news. It said this inmate, and I, I had cracked up because I'm like, bro, he literally had had attacked, found a way to attack. Uh, somebody else threw a wall. Like he had, had found a way. I said, bro, how much do you hate a person where you was able to dig a hole, however long it took you, and you dig the hole through the wall and attack another inmate? You ain't got nothing but time. You get highly motivated to do something. <laughs> <laughs> like you got 40 summers in that motherfucker. You ain't got nothing but time to think about some ways to do some foul shit. Don't let you have life. Shit, you, you might as well do whatever you want to do in that motherfucker. What they gonna do to you? Yep. Ain't shit they can do to you that the justice system ain't up. Even if you're on death row, hell, you still might. It might be 40, 50 years before they even send you, give you, convince you of that. Uh-huh. So you just in there doing what you want to do. Shit, life is worse than death row. At least it's like, baby, I got a specific day and time. They put me up out this motherfucker. Life, you just in there until your number's up. Uh-huh. That's it. No, that's it. I had, uh, you know, when I actually had my first, a couple of weeks ago, I had my, my first fight. The two girls fought on second grade. And like I said, it was, it, one of the girls actually, I got kicked out of the class for throwing a pencil at a kid's, at a kid's, like, head. And so she comes back a couple of hours later and... We're, we're time for lunch. We're lined up for lunch, and for no reason at all, she grabs the girl long, pretty hair, grabs her hair, yanks it down, and she said, "You see that? She didn't follow rule four. Now I'm about to punch her in the face." And she she tried, and she was like losing the fight. I said, "Girl, why are you?" I like I literally like had like for thirty seconds was watching this fight. I said, "Kendall, you need to push that button, and get him out of here." So <laughs> but I was like, "What you know? Win the fight, right?" Push the button. I said, I need administration ASAP. I'm thinking that these people gonna like show up like the white, you know, police in the white neighborhood. No, they show up like police in the black neighborhood. Five minutes go by. These kids are still fighting. And at this point, other kids are getting trampled. <laughs> Damn, that's great. I'd have sat in my desk and just let them tear each other's ass clean off the frame. We'll try to break up. You're going to 
get tired. More fights are breaking out in this whole <laughs> Hey, hey, fuck them, hey, bro. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, I'm letting the animals take care of themselves. Eventually, y'all gonna get tired and cut this shit out. And you know what I'm asking? You done? They did get tired. They did get tired, right? Done? I pressed the button again, and I said, yo, I did like this. Somebody's coming. Bro, they sent, they sent one of the older, because there's only three administration there. This school was big. It's got uh, two, three, three levels. It's got three levels. They sent the administration. Uh, these elementary schools are big. I'm like, good grief. I didn't have this when I was going there. So they sent administration, uh, the oldest guy who really, and I think this is last year. He really needs, I think he honestly just needs to be Santa. Because uh, he big, uh, gray beard, big belly. He just needs to be Santa. Okay, for the holidays. So he, they sent him. I said these two were fighting. I'm thinking, like I said, that, that once you get into a fight, you automatically get like suspended. But like Shakira told me, you know, and I said earlier, they have to keep the suspension rate low, or else we'll be out of a job. And then on top of that, Shakira was also saying that a lot of these kids, because there's no real repercussions, they will do this type of stuff. They will purposely fight, or they will purposely um, do certain things. Uh, so they can get suspended or expelled. And then on top of that, like you have parents like, okay, now the parents have to take off work. Now they're raising hell at, at, at the school because it's like, bro, I'm not taking off work. Are y'all going to watch my kids? So it, it, it's like, like I said, man, this, everything turned around is, this. when we were growing up, y'all, we, we didn't, everything, it was more structured. Now, no real repercussions and they do what they want. So that's pretty much how that goes about yeah, it. But I was like, bro, I you got kids raising kids. A lot of these parents haven't matured themselves. So they, and then a lot of these people come from these strict households and they're like, oh, when I get, you know, I have my kids, I'm gonna be their best friend. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's cool to be your kids' friends, but you gotta, you gotta know when that stops. You gotta set boundaries. Yeah, I joke with my kids all day, but they know the moment I say, I'm serious, that's what I really mean. Mm -hmm. And they know when, we know when to play and when it's time to be serious. Mm -hmm. And a lot, of, a lot of parents just don't, they're too young, they they still hold their trauma from their parents because they think their parents are so strict. But your parents are really just trying to, you know, help you, save you from a lot of stuff in this, in this world. Because I've, I've seen the absolute worst in people. When you, when I, I know I, I love peace because I've seen what chaos, real chaos looks like mm -hmm. to a war-torn country and these kids, like these the kids in the Afghanistan, Iraq make kids in the ghetto here look like they live in fucking Beverly Hills somewhere because these kids are just, you know, people just walk into your village and say, hey. Your fathers and uncles are going to fight, or we're just going to kill every woman in here. We're going to rape every woman in here. What? It's all time. Oh, no. It's fucking savage over there. This is, this is I'm, I am not exaggerating this. It is savage over there. Taliban walks into your village and say, hey, every man in this village, I don't care how old are you, 10, 8, 13, you're going to fight. And if you refuse... We are going to kill everybody in this village. I don't care if they're a kid. I don't care if they're a woman. I don't care if it's the goddamn dog. Everybody's on the top. They pour ass on people. They they beat they uh they stone people still. They behead people. They behead people at the Olympic um stadium in 
where is it? I want to say it's the capital of Afghanistan. That's where they be having people in the middle of a goddamn stadium with, with not with knives that have been sharpened, with dull knives. And if you know anything about a knife that's dull and rusty, it does not cut through. Nope. He's on the baseball, two, three blows. Yep. And they got to forcefully pull it back out and do it again. You have people who wear suicide vests. I've seen that. I've seen what happens. There's such thing as a suicide vest. I never knew any of this. That's yes. right. It's a man again. Walking when I first got over there, I was scared to death. Boy, I was looking at every fucking body. Your chest look puffy. Get away from me. Like, and that's how, and that's how you got to do it like that. That's how it is, unfortunately. And they tell you when get in that country, if you didn't drop it, don't you pick it up. Nope. And you fucking pick it up, but yes. Even look like something that belonged to us. Leave that yeah. shit on the ground. Where's that? We had a dude walking to a village. Well, he walked into the market and he detonated a suicide bomb. I'm talking about where women, children, children are playing in the, in the streets and the market and all stuff. And he just let it go. That's really... That's the, that's the absolute worst of humanity. And I just don't understand why, why these these kids over here just don't want to see better for themselves. Because it could be a whole lot worse. It's not... We have, we have flaws here in this country. But they don't know how good they fucking got it over here in America. For real been to a place like Iraq, like Afghanistan, like the Philippines, like a country in Africa, like see how these people live in different places like the Caribbean. I done been across this world twice and back around three times. Trust me, they are living real good over here in comparison to like savage shit these kids have to go through over there. Like, bro, this eight-year-old gets a bomb put on there and they tell him, hey bro, go in there and when you get in there, Pull this damn cord. Like, you can do... There's not an eight-year-old getting put in a suicide vest over here in America. And they don't know any better. They don't know... No. No. Kids around there carrying guns bigger than they are. Yep. Yep. You know what? So, this might be a dumb question I want to ask. And y'all follow me as I ask this question. So, the president of the country... Or I don't. I guess it's a president. There's a president in every country. What 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 what's going on with that? Or is it kind of like you know there there is no president? Like they just. Talking about Afghanistan. Hmm. Talking about Afghanistan. Yeah, in Afghanistan. So you're when you know for this to continue going because I know Afghanistan wasn't always like right. Um, at yeah. some point, there was some type of peace. Maybe it was in Genesis. No, no. Afghanistan. Had peace before the 1800s. Like Afghanistan has always been lethal, like that. Where I was stationed at, King Alexander's castle was still standing. That that got turned into a base, and it's it's nothing but a mud, little clay mud hut. But they have been in war since King Alexander has been trying to. Everybody's trying to take over Afghanistan because of the resources that are there. The Russians tried it, and they know that country so well that. They try, we try to go in, we try to take over, they fuck us up, and we just leave everything. So you gotta watch where you're stepping because it's fuels of landmines. Uh-huh. It's fucking, you have stories of people finding, going inside caves and finding actual helicopters and all types of stuff inside those caves. These people.
people know this country so well, my squad leader had a picture when he was deployed before. It just had a mountain range. It didn't have a name of the mountain range. didn't have where he was at. The Afghan uh, platoon leader knew that mountain range just from that picture. We didn't say anything. And my platoon sergeant was like, that is the exact mountain that I was at. And he knew that. He knew it just from seeing that damn picture. It wasn't no name on it, nothing. That's how well they know their country. That's why no one can ever take over. But Okay, so, so currently there, there's, no, there's no, like, actual president. Like, it's just... Well, the, the plan was when we originally went in, that was our plan to give them some type of democracy. But the country is so damn corrupt and you have people flip-flopping with Taliban and whatever, you know, whatever, I guess, freedom fighter, whatever it is, is paying good at that time. That's what you have. They're, one minute they're Taliban, then they're fighting Taliban. Then the Taliban is paying good again, so we're going back over here. So you can never, I mean, I think they finally did get a president, but I don't know what happened with that because once we no, they took it over, they took that country yeah, back. Yeah, they took the country. Thousands of us fucking leaving, they took that shit back over. Which we were never, we were never going to win that war. Iraq and Afghanistan are the two most pointless wars we have, we have had, because we couldn't get a foothold in Afghanistan. I don't know what the fuck was going on in Iraq with the weapons of mass destruction and all that bullshit. I'm personal about President Bush. Yeah, that was that. Yeah, that was something. That was that was get that war. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, of course, ninety nine percent of opium comes out of Afghanistan. And what do we like to put out in our in our pill to give to sick patients? Opium. So guess what? Now we have we have a limited supply of opium. And when I tell you on a limited supply, I'm talking about miles and miles of opium and weed. They, so you mean to tell me because they couldn't get it from China? And they'd rather get it from Afghanistan. <laughs> we already owe China a lot of stuff, so you already know we can find another yeah, way. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Cut out that's what I tell. Man. I tell people all the time: Welcome to China, United States of China. United States of China, everywhere, and fucking uh, Israel too. Because yeah, that's a. As of uh, January 29th, um, Afghanistan is governed by the Islamic fundamentalists. Uh-huh. Who are the same ones out here bombing the Pakistanians, <laughs> right? In Gaza. So, yeah. And our, our tax dollars is supporting that too. So, it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's like we as the U.S. have our hands in everybody else's mess. Yeah, we are. We are, we are stabbing people in the back and we're selling the knives too. Stab him in the back with. Mm-hmm. Afghanistan was pointless. Iraq was pointless. Everything. I mean, we're in Africa too, getting whatever we can out of there. Which is, you got that conflict in the Congo now because of the um, what is it, the lithium or the whatever makes the batteries. Or I think it's batteries or something like that. Whatever resources. Where there's some raw material in Congo that's started a mass genocide. Is everybody trying to get their hand in that? Is but I tell you, greed gonna fuck this world up. Yep. It's gonna, it's gonna be the reason it yeah. is. It already has. Reason it in. That, that dollar bill, boy, it'll make people do some strange things. Some strange things. Just to get a, just to get a piece of that pie. Sad, sad, sad. It's true. And it's true. 
Um, before we uh, head out, I wanted to play again with you guys. Um, and I actually, I think, you know, this is one of, uh, this is, you know, it's two, two different books, but this one is more classier, straight from the ghetto book versus the other one, which is like, so <laughs> I'm still, every time I hear pineapple, when I listen to that recording and he went off on me, actually in the recording about, <laughs> you know, yell, you, you say, uh, Pookie and five people turn around the house. <laughs> now, what kind, I was like, what kind of ghetto ass house you in with five motherfuckers named Pookie in that bitch? <laughs> wins the game okay so i have this page uh flip down all right at any point we all was growing up uh were the batteries in your remote control held in place with a piece of tape yes yep oh, yeah. yep yes. that, that piece of tape lasted for, i don't know how that that was the strong piece of tape because we never had to switch it out that thing lasted <laughs> all right everybody's got one point uh, there, <laughs> there is a foil or hanger on your TV antenna. Used yep. to be. Used to be. I think you better go like 30, 35 for that shit to be real. Yeah, yeah, I went, I went, I was a little too young for that one. <laughs> yes, but that was only once because we always, antennas were cheap enough you can just buy a new one, so. Okay, so. My house, my mom was too damn cheap for that. I did get my ass with what intended. <laughs> I had the parents that used to make me come from all the way upstairs to come down here. Just the damn hanger that was in the TV. Mm. All right, so everybody's got a point. Go, go ahead, go ahead. I said they used to call you from another room to make you turn the television? Uh, yeah, or call the, 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 it came in the remote. The remote sitting right remote. next to it. <laughs> All you gotta do is reach out and grab that motherfucker. That shit fall. <laughs> that don't matter. That shit fall, bro. Bro, it's literally a foot and a half from you. That shit fall, bro. That's why I call it. I'm sure as parents, y'all do the same thing now to y'all's kids. No. Come to y'all's like. No. We, oh, we got Alexa now. Yeah, you, you can just talk to your TV now at this point. Mom still does that. Um, okay, so everybody's got a point except uh, James. Okay, so two. Everybody's got two points and seven one. All right. So uh, next one says you have project heat. This means that you have to open your windows in the winter. Okay. What the hell? Yeah, open your window in the winter. Um, I'm I'm doing that now. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shakira's yeah. got three points. Okay. That feels what the fan? Yeah, yeah, and I got the air on too. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lord have mercy. <laughs> We still have radiators. Our apartment has radiators, so we can't control we can't control the heat. It's, it's annoying. So, yeah, we keep our windows open and the what you call it, the AC on all year. <laughs> um, you you use a can of Bon Ami to hold your bathroom window up. What the fuck is that? Is no no. <laughs> what is Bon Ami? I don't know. That's what it says. This movie was in 1996. Okay. Um, That's deep in the trenches right there. All of your windows are painted shut. Ooh. Oh, man. Used to be. Uh, we, lived, we had a house like that. 
Okay. Shakira's got four points. I think John has three. Okay. Next. Yeah, Shakira's going to win. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <I'll> hush. <laughs> Shakira, you win. We just know that your ass was deep in the trenches. What? <laughs> I didn't see it that way, though. <laughs> has, has, any, has anybody's baby shoes, your baby shoes doubles as a doorstop? What the? Yes. <laughs> Man, I haven't heard that. Bro, who gonna remember that show? Like, for real. I haven't heard that one. <laughs> who gonna yeah, remember that shit? It was probably brought up, in, you know, during a family reunion. Okay, next. You use the same light bulbs for four different lamps. Oh, yeah, I've done that. I, I've done, done that. What okay, was the question? You, the question was, you, you, you gotta carry the light bulb from different parts of the house. Damn. <laughs> hey, 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 she got real back in the day, bro. I believe it. My, my hey. friend's mom to do that. Okay. Pineapple has three points, all right? I got uh, four points, bro. Let me take oh, you got me. four points. Oh, you and Shakira Nagy <laughs> back. <laughs> got, got my four points. I feel like I'm in the trenches, too. Okay, next. You have, at any point, did you ever have French provincial furniture? Hell no. We broke. French furniture in the house was toast. Damn fried. Yeah. Toast, potatoes, french fried, and no. French furniture? And the only, and the French, you know, speaking as that, we finna whoop your ass. That's about it. Okay. Y'all are fine. You wanna call it that? Okay. Next. The anthem, the anthem Bellum South is a theme for anything. No. The who? We ain't like that. Kendra, what the hell you get? That's, that's, that's on the, that's on the, you know, white supremacy side. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, no black, you know, John, uh, Uncle Ruckus and the Boondocks, okay? It's black folks who like, who like that, okay. Next. Uh, well, that's, whole, that's the whole point of Jim Crow. But yeah, no, that, that, for, for us Negroes, no. Okay. All right, you leave your Christmas lights up all year. Yes. She said a couple movies. Like, man, how have you not seen these movies? 
I can't remember her name, but she kind of looked like Posh Spice um, from Spice Girls. She was real cool down to earth. <laughs> and um, she just made, she just helped, she was really patient and she just helped help make some things make sense, right? Without making me feel like I was a piece of shit. Um, Cause you know, some teachers were like in the nineties, they, they just, they, they didn't care. They, you, they felt the type of way about you. That's just how they felt. And they made sure you heard their wrath every day. So from kindergarten into third grade, I heard the wrath, right? And then fourth grade came along and I was like, wow. And that was the first time I actually had a positive, I, I had not had a black teacher up to that point. And while my main teacher wasn't black, we had science with a different teacher and she was black. And she was like, you know, she really looked like Tiger Woods with a wig on, but she was really strong. Again, she was just, she was like, she was a boss. Everybody was scared of her, which, you know, praise God, you know, it was a predominantly white school in a black neighborhood. So I don't, I mean, I don't know what there was to be scared of. But, but she was definitely, I would say, my fourth grade teachers, um, for sure. So who was, who was the teacher that you just was like, bro, I really don't like you and you just here for a paycheck? There was a teacher I actually thought about, like, habitually killing her over and over and over. Like, uh, you know, like, the kid. <laughs> like, you know how the kid that shot the teacher last year? Like, that that was, I was like, I was going to be that kid with this one. What, what grade were you in? This was kindergarten. God damn. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, love. You gotta unpack this shit. How are you thinking about his Please unpack it. Please unpack it, Shakira. She was just a she was a, a an overtly like racist little bitch. Like I don't know I don't know how to explain it. She very much was um she always made a lot of what I know now, right? What I didn't know then. A lot of racial slurs, a lot of just she just treated us like complete shit. She would lie on me, or me, or me and several other students. But she would just lie about stuff, get a purpose to get us in trouble, get us kicked out of our, kicked out of the, you know, the classroom, stuff like that. And my mom about had enough, so she, my mom went up there, was like borderline gonna whoop her ass, and then she calmed down. She didn't talk to me for the rest of the year, but she would, she would smoke because you were still able to smoke in public places. She would like light up her cigarette and then purposely walk by and blow it in my face, like just stupid shit. What? Like that. So I wanted her. I wanted her dead. Oh, and oh, I never forget. We had a movie night. We had a movie day at school, and I brought the Little Mermaid. Right? She literally, and I always wrote my name on it, and on the VHS. She literally took, stole the VHS and said that I tried to steal it from her. But my name is a permanent marker, and you know, white folks, they just believed it. They just took her side over mine. I was so hurt, and I'm the one that got the ass whooping. My grandmother walked down the street to purposely come with my ass in front of the class for something that she lied about. This has been another great episode of the Kendra Crop Show. Thank you to my wonderful panel. I appreciate you guys. You guys are always wonderful. For the listeners out there, make sure you all subscribe, man. Tell as many people as you can about my podcast. I don't care if you tell the Repo Man, Michael Jackson's kids, or somebody who's wiggling like he was tossed up in the air and they caught it with their head. All right, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Pass the word. Let it be like a, 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 the best blunt that you've ever had, and you just want someone else to try it. Okay? And if you don't, tell anybody about this podcast. I hope you catch a trolley horse. Until next time.